Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic Roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Galatians, for or against Torah. This is part six of the series. So Abraham is the example that God requires in order to establish the covenant relationship that you must be circumcised in your heart. And so how do we apply that circumcision in our heart? We show it by repenting of our sins and asking Yeshua to come into our heart and our life and we make him Savior and Lord of our life and that we receive his shed blood for the forgiveness of our sins. When we do that, by repenting of our sins, we are showing a circumcised heart. And so now we look at Genesis chapter 17 verses 9 through 11, and we can see that Abraham was physically circumcised after being spiritually circumcised or believed with his heart the promises of God. And God said to Abram, you shall keep my covenant, therefore you and your seed after you in their generations. This is my covenant which you shall keep between me and you and your seed after you. Every man child among you shall be circumcised and you shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin and it will be a token or a sign of the covenant between me and you. Now let's furthermore look at what Paul was teaching regarding this subject from Romans chapter 2. First we're going to give you a summary of the point that Paul is making primarily in Romans chapter 2. And Paul makes an analogy and Paul is comparing in his analogy, a non-Jew who is not physically circumcised, but yet he follows the Torah showing his circumcision of the heart versus a Jew who is physically circumcised, which that physical circumcision is a sign of the covenant and a sign that he is stating his intent to obey the Torah. But yet, if he truly doesn't follow the Torah, not following the Torah is showing an uncircumcised heart. So let's see in Romans chapter 2 how Paul is describing a non-Jew who exemplifies and shows circumcision of the heart. He says in Romans chapter 2 verse 13, it's not the hearers of the Torah that are justified before God, but the doers of the Torah shall be justified. So here he's speaking about believers in Yeshua being doers of the Torah. And then he's making a reference to the non 
non-Jews. When the Gentiles, which have not the Torah, do by nature the things contained in the Torah. If the Gentiles do the things that are in the Torah, then he says in Romans chapter 2 verse 15, they show the work of the Torah written in their heart. And the new covenant is the Torah written upon our hearts. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 33 and Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 10. So in Paul's example, it's a Gentile who is doing the Torah and showing that the Torah has been written on his heart. And so Paul says that person is showing a circumcised heart. Now, he contrasts this to a Jew who's physically circumcised, but yet in his lifestyle and his behavior, he doesn't follow the Torah. He states in Romans chapter 2 verse 17, behold, you are a Jew and you seek to follow the Torah and you make your boast of God. You that make your boast of the Torah through breaking the Torah, when you break the Torah, you dishonor God. Romans chapter 2 verse 25, for circumcision in context, physical circumcision, which is a sign of you being circumcised in the heart, that the sign that you've been circumcised in the heart only benefits or profits you if you keep the Torah, showing a circumcised heart. But if you break the Torah, which means you're showing an uncircumcised heart, then the outward physical circumcision is then the same as being uncircumcised, which means you don't follow the Torah and you're not in covenant relationship with the God of Israel. So Paul is equating circumcision with those that keep the Torah. Romans chapter 2 verse 26. If the uncircumcision, now he's here referring to non-Jewish believers in Yeshua as the Messiah, if they keep the righteousness of the Torah, in other words, if they show that the Torah has been written on their heart and they're a doer of the Torah, shall not his physical uncircumcision be counted as if he were circumcised, which is a sign that you're a follower of the Torah and you're in covenant relationship with the God of Israel and you are seeking to live a lifestyle to follow his Torah. Shall not his physical uncircumcision be counted as circumcision, which means being in covenant relationship with God, being in right standing with God, or being counted as if you have a circumcised heart and thus a doer of the Torah. And Paul goes on to explain that those that keep the Torah in his example, non-Jews, non-Jews that keep the Torah will judge those, in, in his example, even Jews that don't keep the Torah. Romans chapter 2 verse 27. Shall not the uncircumcision here, a reference to non-Jewish believers in Yeshua as Messiah, who by nature, if they fulfill the Torah, that means they keep the Torah, showing that the Torah has been written upon their heart and a doer of the Torah, will not they judge you here in the example referring to Jews who by the letter and circumcision don't follow the Torah, transgress the Torah. And then finally in Romans chapter 2 verse 29, Paul is going to do a word play of the meaning of Jew in Hebrew. And Jew in Hebrew means a praiser of God. And you are a praiser of God if you do what he says. If the Torah has been written upon your heart and you have a circumcised heart, 
and you keep the Torah. That's how you praise God. Esther, chapter 2, verse 5. Now in Shushan, the palace, there was a certain Jew whose name was Mordecai. So the word Jew here is the Strong's number 3064 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary. And it's the word Yehudi, which comes from Yehuda, which is Judah, or a Jew, which means to praise, which comes from Yada, to praise or give thanks to God. So breaking down the Hebrew, a Jew means a praiser of God. We can see this in Genesis chapter 29, verse 35. And she conceived again and bare a son, and she said, I will praise the Lord. Therefore, she called his name Judah, and she left bearing. So now in Romans chapter 2, verse 29, Paul doing a play on the meaning of Jew in Hebrew, a praiser of God. It says, he that is a Jew, that is a praiser of God, which is one inwardly. So a praiser of God is one that has a circumcised heart and one that follows the Torah, whose circumcision is of the heart, in the spirit, not in the letter. So the rabbis are going to be teaching the Torah according to the letter, in contrast to following the Torah by the Holy Spirit. And he says, then, if you're circumcised in the heart, in the spirit, your praise, Jew means a praiser of God, your praise is not of men, but of God. And so this is how Paul testified that he followed the Torah once he became a believer in Yeshua as the Messiah, is he says in Romans chapter 7, verse 22, I delight in the Torah of God after the inward man. The inward man has the Torah written upon our heart, and we follow the Torah by the Holy Spirit. And so this is what Paul is teaching, not only in Acts 15, not only in Romans, not only in Galatians, but his other letters as well, including Philippians chapter 3 and verse 3. We are the circumcision who worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Messiah Yeshua and have no confidence in the flesh. So we are those who are circumcised in heart, who believe in Yeshua as the Messiah, and we seek to follow His Torah by His Spirit, which is the new covenant. So that which he said in his letter to the Philippians, he says in his letter to the Colossians. Colossians chapter 2 verse 11, in whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, circumcision of the heart, and putting off the sins of the flesh. If you're circumcised in the heart, you'll be a doer of the Torah, and sin is transgressing the Torah. So if you're circumcised in your heart, you're not going to transgress the Torah. You're going to put off the body of the sins of the flesh, and it comes by following Yeshua's Torah by his spirit or by the circumcision of Messiah. So we see here one who's circumcised in the heart follows the Torah of Yeshua with the help of the Holy Spirit, as well as believing that Yeshua is the Messiah. And one who has a circumcised heart is going to love the God of Israel, love his Torah, and following his Torah. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 6, it is written, And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart. And so what happens when our hearts are circumcised? And the heart of your seed to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, that you may live. So a circumcised heart will love the God of Israel. And then in Joshua chapter 22, verse 5, take heed diligently to do the commandment in the Torah, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, charged you to love the Lord your God and to walk in all of his ways, to keep his commandments, to cleave to him, to serve him with all your heart with all your soul. So serving him with all your heart and all your soul is doing his commandments or following his Torah. Now Paul in the book of Galatians also uses the word circumcision 
circumcision to refer to somebody that's Jewish. And he uses the word uncircumcision to refer to someone that's a non-Jew. Galatians chapter 2 verse 7. But contrary wise, when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed to me, in other words, Paul was sent out into the non-Jewish world to share Yeshua to the non-Jewish world. But the gospel of the circumcision to Peter. No, Peter was sent out to the Jews. And now in Galatians chapter 2 verse 9, and when James, Cephas, or Peter, when James, Peter, and John, they gave to me and Barnabas the right hands of fellowship that we should go to the heathen, the Gentiles, the nations, and they to the circumcision or to the Jews. Now, Paul is going to use this term circumcision to refer to a Jew and uncircumcision to refer to a non-Jew in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verses 18 and 19. Is any man called being circumcised? And what Paul means is, is he a Jew? Let him not become uncircumcised. What does it mean, let him not become uncircumcised? Let him not live a lifestyle like the non-Jewish world. He is permitted and he should keep his Jewish identity and his Jewish culture and live his life in a way that it would be seen that he's Jewish. Is any man called in uncircumcision? In other words, is he not Jewish? Let him not be circumcised. What does it mean, let him not be circumcised? It means that he's not required to live after Jewish customs and Jewish culture but he can live according to his own customs and culture as long as it does not violate the written Torah. Because Paul clarifies in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 19, circumcision is nothing. The issue to God is not whether you're born Jewish. And uncircumcision is nothing. The issue to God is not whether you're born not Jewish. So to God, the issue isn't whether you're Jewish or non-Jewish, but the issue to God is, as Paul says, keeping the commandments of God. So whether you're Jewish or non-Jewish, both are to keep the commandments of God, to follow the Torah of God. So very clearly, Paul is teaching both Jew and non-Jew to keep the commandments of God. So now let's summarize Paul's position by primarily looking at Romans chapter 2, but we cross-reference that with other scriptures as well. So number one, Paul's position is the following. A non-Jew who lives outside the land of Israel and believes that Yeshua is the Messiah and is circumcised in the heart, that is, he follows the Torah with the help of the Holy Spirit, which is the new covenant, is not required to be physically circumcised or to go through a conversion process as outlined by the rabbis, wherein they require physical circumcision to establish covenant relationship with the God of Israel. Number two, Abraham obeyed the God of Israel, and as a result, his faith was counted as righteousness. Genesis chapter 15 verse 6. Then after Abraham believed the God of Israel, in other words, he first showed circumcision of the heart, then the God of Israel asked him to be physically circumcised, Genesis chapter 17, as a sign of his circumcision of the heart. Number three, a Jew who is physically circumcised but doesn't follow the Torah is spiritually regarded as being uncircumcised and thus associated 
associated with the phrase, the debtor to the whole law. Number four, a non-Jew who is physically uncircumcised and believes that Yeshua is the Messiah, and that only comes about by repenting of your sins, thus demonstrating being circumcised in your heart, and in being circumcised in the heart, you're going to be a doer of the Torah, and so you follow the Torah by the Spirit, with the help of the Holy Spirit, is spiritually regarded by the God of Israel as being circumcised, which means being in covenant relationship with Him. Then Paul taught, whether you're Jewish or non-Jewish, you are to keep the commandments of God or follow the Torah. Now, Paul, just like his position was in Acts chapter 15, when he's writing his letter to the Galatians, and given that he's writing and addressing primarily non-Jewish believers in Yeshua as the Messiah, that he's going to rebuke these non-Jewish believers in Yeshua as the Messiah for trying to express their faith in him by listening to and following and submitting themselves to rabbinic Judaism and the authority of the rabbis. And so we've already defined for you from Acts chapter 15 and from Romans chapter 2 that this word circumcised is associated with a conversion to Judaism. Galatians chapter 5 verse 2, it says, Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, if you be circumcised. And so this is a reference to if you seek to put yourself under rabbinic authority, Messiah will profit you nothing because you're departing from the Messiah and you're departing from the grace which he offers you in the shedding of his blood and in forgiving you of your sins. That if you put yourself under rabbinic authority, you're putting your trust in the rabbis and not your trust in Yeshua. Galatians chapter 6 verse 12. As many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh, they compel you to be circumcised. And how would a non-Jew be compelled to be circumcised? By rabbinic Judaism. If you would go through a conversion, they compel you to be circumcised. And then Paul says in Galatians chapter 6 verse 13, for neither they themselves who are circumcised, now he's referring to Pharisaic Jews who seek to follow the Torah of the rabbis, the oral law, neither they themselves who are circumcised keep the law. In other words, they're not keeping it correctly, but they then desire to have you circumcised or convert to follow the Torah the way they are, which they're doing it incorrectly, that they may glorify in your conversion or glorify in your flesh. Now, Paul then states in Galatians chapter 2 verse 3 that Titus, who is a non-Jew, was not compelled to be circumcised. He says, but neither Titus, who was with me being a Greek, a non-Jew, was compelled to be circumcised, that is to go through a rabbinic conversion. Now, in order to understand the proper place of physical conversion, according to the Torah, we see the example of the children of Israel when they go into the promised land. It says the children of Israel or those that were born in the wilderness were not circumcised there. Joshua chapter 5 verses 3 and 4. And Joshua made him sharp knives and circumcised the children of Israel at the hill of the foreskins. And this is the cause why Joshua did circumcise. All the people that came out of Egypt that were males, even all the men of war, died in the wilderness, by the way, after they came out of Egypt. Now all the people that came out were circumcised, but all the people that were born born in the wilderness, by the way, as they came forth out 
out of Egypt them they had not circumcised, and their children whom he raised up in their stead, them Joshua circumcised, for they were uncircumcised because they had not circumcised them in the wilderness or by the way. Now, in the book From Exile to Redemption, volume 1, page 25, by Rabbi Menachem Schneerson, he will explain that spiritually, the wilderness is associated with the time of exile. Now, exile is living outside of the land of Israel. And so, Titus is non-Jewish. He's traveling with Paul. He's living outside of the land of Israel. And the wilderness is likened to a time of exile. So when the children of Israel that were born in the wilderness is a spiritual picture of being born outside of the land of Israel, that in being born outside the land of Israel, that you're not required to be circumcised if you are non-Jewish. So this is why Titus was not compelled to be circumcised, nor was he circumcised at his birth. And so when we get to Messianic times, because there's this principle, not only are there levels of the Torah, and some commandments have a greater weight than other commandments, that there are levels of holiness in the kingdom of God. We see this from the tabernacle, that the outer court was less holy than the holy place, and the holy place was less holy than the holy of holies. So therefore, when you live outside of the land of Israel, it's less holy than living inside of the land of Israel. And when you're living in the time of exile, that is less holy than living in messianic times. When we come to messianic times, then we're a higher level of holiness. And so that which the God of Israel requires of us is a higher degree of holiness as well. That is why in Ezekiel in chapter 44, verse 5 and verse 9, it is written regarding messianic times and regarding the temple that will be present during the messianic era that Yeshua will rule and reign from, as we're told in Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 3, and then in Ezekiel chapter 43, that the Lord said unto me, Son of man, mark well and behold with your eyes and hear with your ears all that I say unto you concerning all the ordinances of the house of the Lord and all the laws thereof, and mark well the entering in of the house with every going forth of the sanctuary. Verse 9, thus says the Lord, no stranger or non-Jew, uncircumcised in heart, nor uncircumcised in flesh, shall enter into my sanctuary of any stranger or non-Jew that is among the children of Israel. So in the Messianic era, the God of Israel will require circumcised heart and circumcision of the flesh. And once again, this is why in Galatians chapter 2 verse 3, that Titus, who was with Paul, being a non-Jew, was compelled to be circumcised. So Titus did not make a conversion to rabbinic Judaism. And when he was born, he was not circumcised because Titus is a non-Jewish believer in Yeshua. And by being a believer, he was circumcised in the heart and he was living in a time of exile. And so therefore, it's a lower level of holiness than the Messianic era. And as a result, according to the Torah, according to the example of the children of Israel, when they were in the wilderness, that's our Torah example, that Paul did not compel Titus to get circumcised because he was a non-Jew who lived in exile outside the land of Israel. And so given that Peter's ministry was to share Yeshua to the Jews, Peter is going to have this dilemma as well 
felt as he's trying to share Yeshua with the Jews that the Jews who don't believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, they're trying to follow the Torah according to the teachings of the rabbis, rabbinic Judaism, or following the oral Torah and submitting themselves to the authority of the rabbis rather than Peter being a disciple of Yeshua, being learned of Yeshua, wherein we see in Matthew chapter 15 verses 1 and 2 that Yeshua taught his disciples including Peter to not follow the Torah according to the teachings of rabbinic Judaism. Well that's going to conclude part 6 of the series on the subject Galatians for or against Torah. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.